Well, hello there. Welcome back. The topic today is very close to my heart because I am the mother of four little girls. Now, as I was doing research on this topic, I found that body image issues are affecting all children, boys and girls, adolescents, boys and girls, and even adults, males and females. So this isn't just a female topic. This is actually really important for everybody, but it does tend to be a little bit more prevalent in females. But I think being aware of it for all of our children is really, really important. So I am super glad that you tuned in today. Now, I know normally we assume that negative body image and self-image begins in adolescence, like around when kids start to hit puberty. But there have been so much research articles lately that are explaining that body image actually starts much earlier in childhood. Typically, it begins, people start noticing and having body image issues between the ages of four and 11, and it can even start as young as three. Three. I mean, they barely know how to talk. How are they even aware of their bodies at that point? (laughs) It's crazy, but it's happening. So we need to be more aware of it. And often we think, oh, it's the media. It's things they see on social media and the TVs and everything. And that is 100% true. There is a lot, even in cartoons and other things that they're seeing. But studies also show that parents and the things that they do they are actually the biggest factor for children between the ages of 4, 11, and their connection to body image. So today, we're really going to get into that and break down some stats and some ways to help and things for you to be aware of to, one, help your own body image, because often we think negatively, and it's obvious to our kids that we have poor body image, and two, help your children develop stronger body images, because that can help with their self-esteem and their self-confidence, and honestly, we need a more confident, thriving younger generation. So let's get into it. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So before we get into this topic, I want to share a couple of statistics so that we all realize that this is a very real issue and that body image is a problem for our children, and it is truly affecting them. There's a study done by commonsensemedia.org, and they said that one in four children by the age of seven seven years old, have already tried dieting. 30% of 10 to 14-year-olds are actively dieting. 50% of 13-year-old American girls reported being unhappy with their bodies. And this number grew to nearly 80% by the time these girls reached the age of 17. Nearly 70% of adult women withdraw from activities due to their body image. That means that you, woman, you are not living your life because of how you look. And that is terrible. That is not good. We want to live full, happy lives and not let the way that we feel about our bodies affect our abilities to have fun and be happy. 
negative body image can also have so many other negative outcomes. Like it can cause depression and anxiety symptoms. It can increase suicidal thoughts. It can create low self-esteem. It can create interpersonal problems. It can cause more alcohol and drug use and abuse. It reduces physical activity because people are worried about the way they look in public while they're trying to, you know, exercise. It can create a loss of sex drive, stress, social isolation, decrease in motivation to seek help. And honestly, perfectionist tendencies are a really common issue with people with body image as well. And honestly, it also creates repetitive negative thoughts, which not only wear down our body image, but wear down our self-confidence and self-esteem in general. So having a low body image, whether you are, you know, a child between ages 4 to 11, a teenager, or an adult woman, none of us want to experience any of these things. And I don't know about you, but sometimes as a mother, I'm like, it's okay if I do it, but I do not want my children to experience those things. And the truth is, if I don't want them to experience them, I need to focus on not experiencing them myself by having better body image myself. Because what I do for myself and what they see me do, my children will model. So it's really important that we are aware of how we are treating ourselves because our children are going to copy those you know, tendencies and those body image issues. Here is the tricky fine line for me. I fully believe in health and fitness. I believe that it makes us stronger happier. I believe that exercise gives us energy and makes us more confident in our abilities. I believe that these are all really positive, empowering things. Even besides, you know, that with exercise, I've been very open that exercise helps me with my anxiety. It helps me clear my mind and it helps me make decisions better. And it helps me feel like a fighter, as I've mentioned before, just more powerful. It releases endorphins and it does so much for us. On the flip side, nutrition, food helps fuel those workouts. It allows me to hike and bike and walk with my kids. It allows me to push more weights, which makes me feel stronger, which makes me more excited that I can do more weights. So fitness and health to me is a very positive experience. But oftentimes, people can be obsessed with the negative aspects of fitness and health or with the numbers of fitness and health, you know, the scale or just things of how they look and not focus on the actual abilities and the things that fitness and health allow us to do. Sometimes people get so obsessed with these things that they link their self-worth with what the scale says or what they aren't doing, and fitness becomes very shameful and guilty because people feel like they're not enough because they've linked their self-worth to an appearance instead of an ability. This is going to take you down the wrong path. And I have seen so many women take this path and it is not the right path. It's not the right way to look at fitness and health. And it damages your body image when truly fitness should increase your body image because of abilities. I fully believe that you can want to improve your health and fitness and, you know, want to see changes and that's okay. But I do not believe that you need to beat yourself up in the process and try to be perfect and think of all the things you aren't doing right and focus on the scale and forget that fitness is about ability. It's about how you feel on the inside and that always permeates, you know, good health on the outside. But if you're focusing on the wrong things, then you start to fail. And that is honestly where the media fails too because we focus so much on, you know, the appearance rather than the feeling. So while this is a tricky subject for me a little bit because I am a trainer, 
I want you to think about the feeling and how that kind of permeates through everything else if we can focus on the right thing. I help women in fitness all day long. That is literally my life. It's my job. And I believe that you can have fitness and health and balance in your life. And I've seen so many women do it the wrong way, and it creates negative body image, and it hurts them. I have had to tell clients before to see therapists. I have had to tell clients before that I believe they have body dysmorphia because I read their emails, and I'm very, very good at watching communication and wording and seeing what they're focusing on. I have had to tell people that I'm worried they have an eating disorder. I've also had women tell me that they are fat, and then when I pull up their photos, they are actually stick skinny, and they are not viewing themselves correctly, and that their worth is tied to the way they look. This is common, and it literally breaks my heart. Just this week, I told someone, I honestly think you have body dysmorphia because you are not viewing yourself the way that I am viewing you, and as an outsider, the way I am viewing you, and it is common, and so that's a trend that I would give anything to break. I wish that women could see themselves in a different light. Like they're so hard on themselves. And I really, sometimes I see my clients and I see some of the things they say and do and like they write things about the negativity and I just want to shake them and be like, dude, you look amazing. You're doing awesome. Look at all the good things you did. Like the power of femininity is real. Like you are just amazing and they just don't see it. So today... Like as we focus on this body image, I just felt like I kind of needed to explain that, that even though I am a trainer and yes, I focus on fitness and health, I do think there is a positive and a negative side of fitness and health. And depending on where you were putting all your focus, you were either going to feel empowered and amazing and literally like a queen, or you are going to feel like a failure with low body image and low self-esteem. It just depends on what you focus on. So that's something to kind of think about as we talk about this stuff today. So let me be super clear if I haven't already on my thoughts on fitness. While I love fitness and health, and while I think you can make changes, I also believe that just because you have a little bit of extra weight on does not make your worth any less. Period exclamation point, exclamation point. End of story. All right. So as we talk about how we can improve our own body image and honestly help, you know, our children have better body images, let's actually talk about what body image is. Body image actually refers to the way that we think, feel, and act towards our bodies. It is multifaceted. It actually has four aspects to body image. So the first one is the way that you see yourself. And sometimes people see themselves correctly and sometimes people don't. They have, you know, body dysmorphia and they're not seeing their body correctly. So it's the way you see yourself. It is the way that you feel about the way that you look. It is the thoughts and beliefs you feel about your body. So not only the way that you feel like sometimes we dislike and like things, but also your thoughts about your body And the last kind of multifaceted part of body images, the things that you do in relation to the way that you look. So these are normally behavioral things. Like when a person is dissatisfied with the way they look, they might have more destructive behaviors or avoid things or develop eating disorders. So there's a lot of different layers to body image. It's the way we see, the way we feel, our beliefs, and the things that we do. So it is tricky. And there's a lot of things going on and a lot of things to be aware of. Something else that is a common thing that affects body image are personality traits. 
People who are perfectionists and who have perfectionist tendencies technically normally have more body issue images because they are overachievers. They like to feel like they do everything perfectly. It's very black and white thinking for them. You know, it's an all or nothing. And honestly, these clients, I can see coming from a mile away. I can read it in their first email that I'm like, oh, she's a perfectionist. And often, my focus with that client is I have got to beat into her or his head that like, this is a journey, not a race. You won't do this perfectly. If you try to do this perfectly, you're going to lose it and feel terrible. And that's not what we need. This is like a lifestyle. Like nobody's perfect your whole life. Like that doesn't even make sense. So why do we think we're going to be perfect on our fitness journey, which is for our life? So something else to be aware of, if you are a perfectionist, or if you see that you have a child who is a perfectionist, you're really going to want to focus with them that they're not always going to look perfect and they're not always going to feel perfect. And that is normal, 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 normal. So now that we know that our body image is affected by what we see, how we feel, what we believe and what we do, how can we strike this fine balance between trying to be healthy and focusing on fitness and not crossing the line so that we are extreme and we're unaware of the things that we are saying and the behaviors we are doing, which are creating poor body image for ourselves and possibly creating poor body image for our kids. And we're trying to prevent that. So the first one is direct comments. The amount of comments that I hear women say about themselves and they think their kids aren't listening is insane. A ways back, maybe one of my first episodes, I had an entire podcast on holiday statements, things people say at meals which are basically alluding that they're really focusing on health, like weight and stuff. It's a really good episode. It is episode five. So it's food shaming statements we can all live without and how to respond. So I totally suggest you go back and listen to that episode because I think it's really helpful. So let's talk about some direct statements we're saying that maybe aren't always related to food, but are totally related to body image. So the first thing that we can change the way that we're talking, and we're going to go into all these comments and things that I commonly hear women and mothers say, and maybe that we can be more aware of to kind of help our children's body image and also improve ours is to stop saying these statements in general because we're focusing on the wrong thing. The first one is don't talk about wanting to improve your body to be more attractive. You should be talking about improving your body so that you're ready for whatever life has to offer you and being able to do anything. So if you're, you know, trying to eat healthier, trying to get healthier, When you're talking about it, make your language like, you know, I just want to be able to run better. I want to be able to play games with you better. I want to make sure that like we can do all our fun activities and I can play at the beach with you better or I can just play at the beach better. Even if you're not talking directly to them, make sure that your language is all about what you can do and being able to do anything life has to offer. I listened to a podcast a couple months ago on body image, and Nicole Walters was the guest. She has her own podcast. I think she's pretty funny. She even has a TV show. But she tells a story about how, you know, she had gained some weight, and she went to a conference for work, and a lot of the speakers were in different buildings. And it was kind of hot outside, and she kind of had to walk far between these buildings. And she explains, like, I found myself missing lectures and missing parts of this conference because I didn't want to walk because it was hard for me to walk like a mile to the next building. And she's like, when I realized like I am missing out on life because I feel like I can't do it, 
she decided, I've got to get healthier. I've got to exercise. I've got to eat better. So she took an ability and focused on that. Her ability to not participate in life is what pushed her into fitness and health, which is a healthier thing. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I just need to be this certain weight. It was, oh my gosh, I want to be able to go and do And so she talks about how she lost weight because she wanted to be able to go and do. And she felt amazing as she started moving. And a lot of those feelings, you know, the sluggish and just feeling like she couldn't even walk from, you know, event to event for this conference were gone. And then the next year she went back to that conference and she like loved it and went to like everything and just felt so empowered and strong. So that's the same thing you want to talk about with your kids. We do things because it focuses on our abilities, and that helps them create self-esteem through their abilities. And that is the number one thing we want to focus on with our kids is creating self-esteem through their talents and abilities. My next don't and do is don't talk about dieting, but do talk about eating healthier. So you want to create a positive relationship with food for yourself and for your children. Food is not your enemy. Food is honestly what keeps your engine going. The other day I was on a walk with my daughter and we were discussing eating or or something got brought up and she said, well, you know, how much do you know how much to eat? And I said, it's like a car, sweetie. Like imagine if dad didn't put any gas in the car, like the car doesn't function very well. So when we put food in our mouth, it helps us function better and we don't start breaking down and feel like tired and we can move and run more. And so that creates a positive spin on food rather than just like, I'm trying to diet, like I'm trying to eat healthier. It's It can have, you can still do similar things, but your focus is on being healthier rather than a negative aspect. It's on being a positive aspect of like improving our health. So make sure that you are talking positive about food as that is really important. A couple of weeks ago, we were driving through Vegas and I grew up with a mother who made a lot of statements and I was aware of the statements and it affected me as a teenager and adult and I have weaved out some of those statements and my mother is an amazing mother but the truth is is those statements were made and they stuck with me and I'm sure many other women have had that same experience where they grew up with a mom who was always dieting and always making comments about her weight and they've had to like steer away from that or how much it's affected your ability to find like true balance and lifestyle. So, you know, we drove through Vegas, that's where my mom lives, and my dad made a big breakfast for the kids, and my kids all ate it, and my mom was sitting at the table, and my mom said, well, I blew it, I blew my diet. And I gave her, like, the stink eye, (laughs) because I don't talk like that, ever. I'm like, no. And I literally, like, my kids kind of ran away, and I said to my mom, like, hey, I actually don't talk about food that way in front of my children. In fact, I don't ever. Like, food's food. Like, is there food that makes you stronger and healthier? Yeah. If you want to say, you know, this food makes you stronger, that's fine. But I don't talk down and I don't ever say, like, I blew it. I ate this. Because my kids just ate that. So if you're sitting there saying, like, oh, my gosh, I just ate this. I'm so bad. And you just fed it to your kid. That doesn't make sense. You're talking out both ends of your mouth. And so don't make statements like that. If you're going to have a donut, you know, if you're going to do something that maybe isn't, you know, in air quotes, healthy, just do it, enjoy it, and move on and don't say anything. It's normal. It is normal to sometimes have treats. It is normal to sometimes eat donuts. That is normal. What is not normal is bashing ourselves anytime we don't eat something that is 100% perfect, clean, healthy, pristine food. I literally don't know anybody who can do that. And if I did, we probably wouldn't be friends because they would be very boring, boring, boring. So 
I do want you to be aware of that. Even if you are dieting, don't say things like that and realize if your diet has no room for you to sometimes have things that aren't like healthy, then it's probably not a good diet and it's probably going to backfire. It is better to focus on eating healthy. If you are someone who is tracking macros, so like for my clients, I don't put them on a diet where they can't have certain things. I teach them to track macros. The reason I like macros is because it is a shift away from things that are good or bad and more about finding balance between your proteins, fats, and carbs. But I am aware that sometimes moms worry about you know, tracking their macros in their phone and their kids seeing them track their macros. So for me, I feel like you can make it a more positive experience if a child asks, like, why are you tracking or is aware? Or even if, you know, they're watching you or anything, like sometimes they don't even say something, but we need to be more like upfront about what we're doing. You might just want to say like, I am actually trying to make sure that I'm eating enough food. And so I'm tracking what I eat to make sure that I get a good balance of proteins, fats, and carbs because I don't want to miss any of them. That totally shifts away from like, I'm trying to diet and lose weight because I feel like I have 30 pounds overweight. And if I mess up, I'm going to like blow it. Totally different way of saying it. It's all about shifting your mindset personally for you because honestly, it's better for you to realize I'm tracking macros because I want to make sure that I'm eating balanced and that I'm getting enough of all of them because oftentimes, at least for my clients, a huge piece is one macro is drastically under, which is what's causing them problems and hindering them from hitting their goals. So the truth is, I am trying to balance out their macros and have them eat more leveled. And so thinking about it that way and talking about it that way is way healthier. And it even helps a child understand, I'm trying to make sure that I fuel my car, that I put gas in my car properly, because sometimes mom gets so busy that she forgets to eat. And I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that I'm eating enough for my body to get like strong and healthy and be able to do more with you. Way different, way positive. It's going to create a positive outlook on food that the purpose is that we are fueling our bodies. We are putting gas in our engines to feel really good instead of just like, I'm trying to change my appearance. It's that I'm trying to fuel my body properly to feel great and to feel strong. When it comes to exercise, don't talk about exercise to lose weight, but talk about exercise to get stronger. I know I've mentioned this before, but honestly, the younger you start with this, the better it's going to be for your child to take some strength in their abilities and they will be empowered by their abilities over their looks. So when I go on walks with my children, on bike rides, hiking, whatever we do, I will often just make simple comments along the way of like, oh my gosh, you guys, we are making our hearts so strong. They are getting so strong. Our lungs are pumping, pumping. I bet we're going to get these strong muscles and we're going to be able to run and play more. It's going to be so awesome, you guys. It's so simple. I say things like that, one or two sentences, and it creates a very positive outlook about exercise instead of we exercise because we don't want to get fat. That's not going to help anybody. And that's not going to help body image. It's, a, it's terrible. And I've literally heard people say, we exercise so we stay in shape. No, we exercise so that we feel strong and healthy. I have heard the Instagram account Beauty Redefined. I think they're a pretty good page. They've said, we need to learn to appreciate our bodies as instruments and not as ornaments. We exercise because our body is an instrument and you need to remind that for your kids that they understand that, that it makes your body stronger and healthier and it makes you feel good on the inside. Along with exercise as well, don't force exercise upon your kids and your teens. You need to lead by example. So 
I went on a bike ride today with my kids and it's a little bit warm. And one of my twins, like after a couple minutes, was like, Mom, I don't want to ride anymore. And I was like, Okay. I was like, I'm feeling good. Are you feeling good? And she was like, No. And I was like, Okay. So I let her go home and I continued riding with her twin sister, Ella. And I was like, How are you feeling, Ella? How, you know, how's your heart? How's your legs? And she was like, I feel good. I didn't force Olivia to keep going because I don't want her to have a negative relationship with exercise. I want it to be fun. I want her to see the joy of it. And sometimes, you know, if you have a teenager or a child, you're worried that is overweight. We try to force it upon them. And all you're doing is actually hurting their body image. Instead, lead by example. Say, I'm going to go on a walk. Do you want to come? If they don't want to come, it's their choice. You can't force them. Just keep trying and keep leading by example and make it very loving. So those are a handful of direct things, comments, you know, the do's and don'ts that we want to try to avoid. Let's talk about some indirect behavior, do's and don'ts that we can try to think about that normally are more modeling action type behaviors where actions speak way louder than words. So the first don't is don't shy away from being photographed. Your kids notice when you don't want to be in photographs and they think, why don't you want to be in a photograph, mom? Because you don't like the way you look. I mean, even a five-year-old can realize if you don't want to be in a photo, you don't like the way you look. So don't shy away from that. And honestly, when you look back at photos, you will be so happy that you took them. You need to be documented in your child's life. When that child is 18 and out of your house or when they're a grown adult, you are going to look back at those photos and cherish them. And you are not going to care what you look like because you are going to adore the fact that you are with your child in a photo. So please, 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 at all costs, stop avoiding photos because what you are saying to your child, what you are modeling is mom doesn't like the way she looks, so she doesn't want anyone to see her. And they will start to think, well, what about the way I look? I kind of look like you, mom, because you're my mom. So we want to avoid that. Be in photos. Be present. Don't be scared to take photos. Talking about modeling behaviors, you know, for these indirects, don't skip your meals or only eat fat-free foods or diet foods. Make sure that you are eating a variety of fruits, vegetables, healthy fats, and proteins. Obviously, whole foods are great, but you don't have to, like, never have junk food. You can show some moderation. That is normal. You just want to make sure that you're having a decent amount of whole foods. I gave that example of my mom who once she had something that wasn't healthy, she made a statement about like, oh my gosh, I blew it. Don't say things like that. Shoot for 80-20. Try to eat as healthy as you can. And when you have something that's, you know, maybe falls in the 20%, not totally healthy for you, have it, enjoy it, move on. If your kid's eating it and you're eating it, don't bash it. That doesn't make sense because we are leading by example. This next tip is a little bit hard and it's actually only a do. And this is a really hard one, but I want you to think about and do pay attention to watching your eyes and your facial expressions when you are looking at yourself. Oftentimes, and I've caught myself doing it, I'm in the bathroom and I'm getting dressed and I'm, you know, checking out how the clothes look on me or, you know, putting on makeup or whatever I'm doing and I'm making sure that I look okay, my children are watching me. In fact, the other day I was trying on a bathing suit and I wanted to make sure that it covered enough of my tush and I turned around and looked in the mirror at my tush and my little seven-year-old Ella was like, Mom, why are you looking at your butt? And I was like, oh my gosh, she sees everything. She's like a hawk. She's got eyes in the sky. And she does. They do. They have eyes in the sky. They see everything. And I said to her, I'm just making sure that my bathing suit covers my bum so I don't have a wedgie. And she was like, oh, okay. 
But think about like all the times they see us do things or see us frown at our loose belly skin or any of those things. Like we need to be clear, like that we're okay with our bodies. Like we're okay because that housed our children. And often the ways and we have loose skin or some of those things, stretch marks is because we had these beautiful babies and it changed our bodies forever. And honestly, it should because those children change our lives forever. And that is a good thing. It is a good thing. I don't want to go back to who I was before I had kids. Like, yeah, life was a little easier, but also like, I love my life now with my kids. Is it harder? Heavens, yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. But it's also more rewarding. And it is filled with so much more love with my little people with me. So watch your eyes. Be aware of what you were doing when you were in the mirror because those little eyes are like hawks in the sky and they see everything. So you do want to be aware of that. The last thing, and this isn't really a modeling or a statement by you, but something to be aware of is if your child makes a comment about themselves or about you know their body or something they're thinking or something they heard, You need to address it. Don't just sweep the comment under the rug. You need to talk about it. You need to ask some questions. You need to put it out in the open. I think it's really important that our children know they can talk to us. And if they say something like, oh, I I feel like I look bad in this shirt, ask them, well, why do you think that? I think it's really important that our children know they can talk to us and that we're going to hear them because the last thing we want to do is shut down communication. If, you know, a child is four, five, six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 13, 14, 20. It doesn't really matter. If they come to us once and we blow them off, especially as they get older, and we just say, oh, that's not a big deal. Don't listen to that. We're actually not hearing them. Let them vent. Let them share their feelings and share your feelings back. And whatever they're sharing, if it's about how they look or something they heard, make sure that you are focusing on their abilities and their characteristics. Or even if you're watching a show and something is said in the show, Address it if it has negative body image. Address how that's not okay. And say, like, do you think that character, the way they treated that person was nice? Do you think that was okay? How should we do that? Do we talk about people that way? Do you think that, you know, her her worth, her abilities as a person is connected to, like, the way she looks? Like, make it so simple like that so they start to understand that. But at all costs, if they come to you and they make a statement or they say something— talk it out. Olivia said to me one time, she came home and said something about like, well, I don't want to eat that much because, you know, I'll get fat. And I, I don't talk like that. So I knew she'd heard something at school. And so I said, Olivia, why do you think that? Where did you hear that? Tell me the whole context. And she told me the whole story at school, how someone said something about something he was eating. And I explained to her, like, first of all, everybody has fat on them. You actually need fat. Did you know that fat is what helps you not get cold in the wintertime? It helps keep you nice and warm. Did you know fat helps cushion your brain and actually makes you smarter in school because it helps your brain membranes? It's a good thing. So eating moderate and sometimes having foods that aren't making us as strong as strong is okay because that's normal. Sometimes I eat foods that make me stronger and sometimes I eat foods that I just enjoy and they don't necessarily make me stronger. We talked it out. We talked it out for a while. I can't even remember everything that was said, but let them talk to you and make sure that you are addressing them and making things that are said that promote um, perfectionism or, you know, judgmentalness of their bodies or comparing bodies, comparing to other kids if they're older or teenagers and they're comparing that we are helping in addressing that. 
So today, those are kind of my tips for helping you recognize the do's and don'ts when communicating with your child, when making comments, when modeling behavior so that, A, we can honestly improve our own body image because if we stop saying things, we stop thinking things, and that's going to help ourselves, and B, they really do overhear everything. They know what's going on. They see us do things. I am sure many of you grew up with mothers who sometimes talked about these things. I know I did, and it's also why I lean so far the other way because I know that it does affect children. So being aware is the first step. I don't think you need to be perfect, but I think if you can try to be aware, you will catch yourself saying things and start switching out those sentences and shifting your mind and shifting the making fitness is a positive experience with exercise and nutrition rather than a negative If this episode was helpful, I really appreciate if you take a screenshot of the podcast that you are listening to and share it on your social media. I know everyone is always asking you for reviews, but it really does help the podcast. It helps it grow. It helps me be able to record more episodes and take more time to research stuff for this podcast. So I really appreciate if you would write a review for me or if you would share it online. I love you. I think you are always doing better than you think you are. Until next time.